like to give a little time to uh, <coughs> offering the meditation uh, instructions with the uh, instructions guidelines which would include uh, the four uh, postures and general overview of the process so for those of you who are here for the first week we had a certain developmental stages or process from one day uh, to the next with some changes taking place in terms of the meditation uh, object breath <coughs> body feelings expansive awareness and so forth if you wish for those of you who are here for the first week you can keep with the exploration of those four primary areas that we engaged in fine or if uh, you wish to go through a similar process again over these seven days so that would mean for those here on the first week begin with the breath we will go to the body to the feeling life and more as the days go by uh, leave that uh, decision um, completely uh, with you with uh, the sitting posture there are a few aspects uh, to this one is the genuine benefit for a human being to sit with a straight and upright uh, posture the importance and value of that can be found in numerous situations in the daily uh, life and this allows more oxygen to flow more deeply into the cells it could be that some of the health issues that are experienced is that the metabolisms of the body the cellular existence of the body is under some contraction and pressure and tightness owing to a posture which is slumped um, um, as we say in English uh, on the sofa at home becoming a couch potato and the mild change in the posture the upliftment of the posture the presence of the uh, posture brings more ease to the heart, lungs, spleen, kidney, liver, stomach, diaphragm, intestines, genitals, through the body. So mindfulness practice includes mindfulness of the posture uh, itself and that applies if you're uh, sitting on the train, if you have a car, I don't own a car, but if you own a car, sitting in the car, um, at the desk in front of the computer and so forth so really worthwhile establishing that for calm, clarity and well-being and also the same posture can change the mood because the energy changes so situations in life where we feel a bit downweighed with life 
the weight, it is a weight, it's an emotional weight, it's a psychological weight, it weighs on the consciousness, that means being conscious of it, and in the weighing down the body feels weighed down with life, heavy, tired, the shoulders begin to go rounded, there's a sag, a slump in the form of the body which is reflecting the mood, and sometimes can be quite heavy and feeling quite depressed, of course it would go to sleep, long, long sleeps because of that weight. <clears throat> Small step in the right direction, not the answer, that might be naive, but a small step is this upliftment uh, of the posture, posture with the presence and the energy flow there. And we are deeply interested in energies uh, here. So, in the sitting posture, uh, for example, it is worthwhile being mindful of the in-breath and the out-breath, of course it is, but also to be alert to other aspects, and one important one is energy. You know, we hear from the, these uh, science swallows about energy never changes, it's, it's a, it's a lovely thought, uh, but the fact is, human energies, our energies change regularly through the day. There is nothing constant about our energies. I prefer experience to those mathematical numbers. And with that, in the relationship to the uh, energies, for some, it might just be certain times of the day. For some, it might be time of the month in terms of the cycles. For some, it may be related to tension and stress, which is consuming uh, uh, a lot of uh, energy. So our mindfulness, while giving attention to mindfulness of breathing and the, the, the posture, there's other subtle but important mindfulness is going on. One of them is the mindfulness of energy. How's your energy right now? What was the energy like when you uh, woke up this morning? What was the movement as you got out of bed and you walked uh, perhaps over to the yoga class or over to the sitting? Did the being wake up in the morning and there was energy? This is a new day, a fresh day. It is not unusual to have the, the view, and it's said with um, alarming regularity, it's a mantra uh, from quite a few meditators, oh, it takes me two or three days to settle in. Don't buy the story. It's a nice idea, there's not a scrap of truth in it. So... One's had this view, one's been on a number of retreats previously, or the first retreat. Oh, it takes me a few, two or three days to settle in. If I had a rupee, for every time I've heard that, I'd probably be a rupee millionaire by now. So, rather than have the view and assume the view is the truth, connect with the energy, not with the view. And it might be, with little extra interest, a little sense of 
this could be the last day of my life. A little bit more urgency without the willpower. A little bit more sense of the, this is the precious opportunity. This view, that takes me two or three days, might just drop out of the consciousness because it's an old view, it's a reactive view and one has identified with it as if it had some truth in it. Sometimes the energy is quiet. It's rather low. Here, there and everywhere. And we need just enough mindfulness to really recognize and acknowledge the times, any time, day or night, in which the energy is rather low. We need to be mindful here. And the reason for the being mindfulness here is very down to earth, it is very practical. We are very vulnerable when the energy is low to reactivity. Very, very vulnerable. And sometimes we can feel very, very tired and whoever it might be, it might be your lover, it might be your boss, it might be your mother, your father, your kids or whatever it might be, and one is tired, the energy is low, and then there is a storm of a reaction. I mean, first your mind wants to wonder, where did that energy come from? When the energy is low, we are prone to making mistakes. When the energy is low, we are prone to saying things which are reactive and really unhealthy and unhelpful for another person. When the energy is low, we are vulnerable to all manner of views and opinions about ourselves which are not very clear nor wise. And we haven't realised that we're tired. Haven't realised there's not much energy left. And therefore I say the vulnerability. We can't, because energy is not permanent, <coughs> constant and unchanging, that's not our experience. Therefore, as I say, to give a little care to these low energy times. And if you and I, we do react in those times. Just to be clear, ah, this reaction that's going on has a relationship to the level of the tiredness which is being experienced. And then perhaps we can understand, ah, that's a, a, a cause, not the only one, but that's a cause for it. So we don't find ourselves then giving ourselves a hard time because the energy may change, you know, you have some sleep, it's a new day, the sun shines, the energy starts coming back in, but one is still carrying the impression. That reaction, that thought about oneself, that thought about the other, in that low energy time, that sticks. The energy changes, of course it changes. The more energy comes back, we're more alive, we're more connected, we're more mindful. But the stickiness is, in the, is the impression, the residue left afterwards. We're here to see the emptiness of this reactivity. 
We're here to see the emptiness of carrying around impressions, and impressions never were reality, never could be. They're impressions. And the identification with the impression and the view, we end up putting the reality in there, as I said yesterday evening to you, we were here to find out what reality is. And reality is the truth. In this meditations, uh, in the uh, sitting, Uh, and in the time period, and incidentally, um, uh, the time is a, uh, a human, lovely human idea, sometimes helpful and sometimes hopeless. And with the uh, helpless uh, aspect of it, or the, the beneficial aspect, we, we divide the time up. So, kind of presence here, 6.30 to 9.30 to 10. The day is... Uh, divided up into the various times there. Please remember that these are just times imposed upon things and the times imposed upon uh, life um, is useful for mutual communication, it's mutual for agreement and so forth. And the divisions of time, as I said, are human-created. Life is indivisible. Life is not to be divided up into compartments. It's a human imposition upon event. So, so okay, here's a timetable. Many, many timetables, buses and trains to catch and people to meet and some of us have a have a, uh, a watch or a mobile phone or whatever. Uh, my daughter said, I said, why don't you have a watch, darling? It's quite convenient. She said, a watch is not multifunctional, <laughs> etc. Anyway, that's not the story. So we even want to see the relativity of time. Human agreement, you know, based on sun and moon and earth, we know, we know. And what's my relationship to time? Do I put myself under a lot of stress and pressure with regard to time? Which is a production of numbers upon life, which we strongly identify with, and that easily generates the reactivity. So we can look at our relationship to time here. And perhaps we might see, well, the time less is extremely accessible and available and is not subject to change, to numbers, nor to birth, nor death. We're here for those kind of discoveries while acknowledging time now is... Uh, 9.36 in the morning. It's a number. Never was any more. Never will be any less. Just a number. So our relationship, we'll go back to the sitting for the moment. There is the beginning of the sitting, so-called, the middle and the end. It's your life. 
It's my life. There's a beginning, a middle and the end. So we engage in the mindfulness of the breathing in, the mindfulness of the breathing out. There, that's the steadying element there. And you want always mindfulness in terms of what is the quality, not the quantity of time, the quality matters more than the quantity, what is the quality of the initial period? What's the quality of when you engage or start something new in your life? Whatever that might be. In the middle period of something, such as the, and including the middle period of the sitting, what's the, the quality of that period? The middle period of life. The middle period of a project. The middle period of travel. The middle period of meditation. What's the relationship to when something comes to an end? What's the feeling at, at, at the end? Sometimes ending comes. One is eternally grateful to hear the gong. One hour is over. 45 minutes over. So the feeling response at the end is oh, relief. He had enough mindfulness, this guy up the front, to hit the gong when the um, app gong rang. But someone like me, if I may say, the, the gong on the app is one of the best things about a mobile phone. After around 35 or 40 years of needing to open the eyes to check the time, because people, some people get into a panic mode if it goes a minute too long. Now this one I can sit, eyes closed, and trust. 99 times out of 100 is reasonable trust that the gong on the app will go gong. And I just give the little extra gong here. And it's been very helpful for the meditations. Um, in not having to have a thought at all about how much longer to go for the yogis uh, there. Remembering too, if there is some tiredness in the sitting, there's a tiny little piece of flesh, which is maybe around a centimetre or so, which can make quite a difference. And that is called the eyelid going up. It's a fairly major event. So for some people, those of you who have done the Zen practice, I remember being in a Zen monastery in the, the forest in uh, South Korea years ago, yes, yes, long time ago. Uh, so we, we did our silent sitting meditation, facing the wall with the uh, eyes uh, uh, open and true. <clears throat> Zen star, <laughs> Zen master, walking up and down like the like a dark shadow. He walked up and down there, and nobody moved. He didn't even dare close the eyes in case he noticed. So sometimes 
in the meditations and uh, in the uh, uh, practices, the, the presence, the being well uh, uh, established, and if you're tired, lift up the eyelids. Simple. Open the eyes. Be aware of the light around you, the color around you. Feel that sense of uh, uh, presence there. And then very quietly, let the eyelids just drop down and see if that same sense can be established with the eyes open and with the eyes closed. If you are really caught in a story, whatever, the, or a daydream, or a fantasy, or whatever, and you know there is a kind of indulgence which is taking place, eyelids up. That's the point in daydreaming um, through the, the period. Lift the eyelids up, let the light have a real feeling of what's around you, you're present, and then quietly, when appropriate, close the eyes. So we use our eyes here in a beneficial way. With the day, a little bit about the one-to-ones uh, with you. You see on the timetable there, they are for about a ten-minute period there. A couple of things about this. One, it's really appreciated uh, if you come. If it happens that regularly enough that I might be sitting there and nobody has uh, come over, you know, sometimes people forget or whatever it might be, and the spaces there, do feel free to walk over and uh, take the seat. So there's a guideline with the times, but there's an empty chair in front of me, just come, just come. With the, the one-to-ones, quite often during the days there, one may have, you may have some um, internal conversations. What I mean by, th by this is, you may say, oh, I really wish to talk with Christopher about this, uh, ask some questions about uh, that, and some internal thoughts and uh, ideas and views, etc., may arise in the meditation um, which you wish to share or explore uh, with, with myself there. This is really fine. It's not to be put down, it's not to be re rejected, um, and it genuinely can is you know, part of the day. However, if you find in that, shall we call it, internal conversation, which will be towards myself, there, that you're repeating it, you're going over it, uh, and it's a sense of kind of indulgence uh, in it. One is, of course, to let it go, give you some thought to it already. Sometimes a person, she or he, takes a note. So pen and paper, perhaps in their room or in the hall here, takes a note about, this is what I wish to to mention with myself, Christopher, and you know what that is, and of course you're very welcome to bring that piece of paper, if that is helpful for you, when we have the meeting together. There are people in the hall, so part of the mindfulness uh, practice, and we might say two uh, expressions of this. Some people appreciate um, using the pen and paper in the hall, that could be 
some points which are mentioned in the teachings, of course, you're very free to write those down. For some, it might be at the end of a, a sitting period in the hall, something you has touched you, seen clearly, and you might take a note uh, of that. Others just wish to be receptive, <coughs> pardon me, <coughs> be receptive, just stay in touch with the listening process. It isn't necessary, quite a few people, often the majority, to write anything down, just being receptive, trusting and just letting it um, develop and sink more deeply uh, that way. So here, both ways are completely fine. You can write note at any time uh, there. But please try not to um, launch your autobiography uh, there and get into I, I, me, me, my, my, my. Uh, there, so it's rather uh, precise. That's the main message with, uh, with this. With the walking meditations, uh, there, the walking practice is a really precious and beautiful uh, uh, practice. There is a certain harmonizing of the energies that go uh, uh, with that, and just the quiet resonance, just walking up and down, sometimes just standing still for a few minutes or so, and then back into the walking uh, up and down, sets up a very precious rhythm for the body. When it's getting quiet, close to the reality uh, of things, which I'll talk about later. And do make good use of the time. Walking time is a genuinely, and standing as well, is a genuinely uh, uh, precious period. So with the walking, we're not coming from somewhere in order to get to some other time and place and destination. The event is the walking itself. And the walking contributes to the calmness of mind. For some people it genuinely isn't easy. It looks very easy, but it isn't. Uh, the keeping the rhythm uh, uh, going so that it's valuable unto itself, but also it's a real support for the sitting as well. And we kind of move between sitting, walking, standing and reclining and they're mutually supportive because there's a human being engaged in it. In the daily life, elsewhere and here, if at the end of the day we are not absorbing a lot of images and mental information and all of that at the end of the day. Just the calmness of the being and the silence of, of our being there really allows the energies to be present. And it can be, the outcome of that is in the middle of the night, the following day, we might wake up with a sudden freshness of an idea, an insight, a creativity, a sudden discovery, uh, um, a poem or whatever. 
and as a as a poet I may say I've noticed this quite regularly so I engage in the writing of the poems working on the poem uh, etc and sometimes I know that there is a line which this poem needs for its completion and it's just not coming sometimes days or weeks it's just not coming one has to be patient with that the quiet times at the end of the day the quiet silences stillness is not exploring the information and with if I may say the poems that I write quite a number of them are in this yambic pentameter which means it's in the rhythm of the ten syllables yambic pentameter with the soft hard language so to be or not to be that is the question it is the question too my goodness and sometimes in the middle of the night the one line which has been missing emerges out of the being and it's exactly the one line to complete the poem not to underestimate the preciousness of the quietness of the being and if we can make a good time gap if you use a laptop or your tablet at home or the, the dreaded TV uh, whatever so there's a quiet time that quietness of the being will enable the receptivity and something you know, comes, comes out of the deep we're interested in what's revealed to us so the beginning of the day is precious the middle of the day is precious the end of the day is precious and we wish to embrace all of that walking is basically obviously a step by step activity that's what walking is foot comes up it moves through the air and it touches on the ground we can relax the whole being as the foot touches the ground we just settle into it then the foot comes up and we settle back into it so we have the periods half an hour, 45 minutes or whatever uh, uh, it may be in the day as well there are the uh, standing meditation uh, uh, times Sometimes it's just standing in the, in the queue for the food. Maybe standing and waiting for a one-to-one. Maybe just standing on the grass outside or, or whatever. These standing periods are really precious. Just to stand on this earth, to be in the company, say, of the, the sang of the trees. They stand on this earth rooted as best they can amidst the winds of life sometimes of course blown over but there their roots expand as far as the branches and the leaves of the tree above ground the roots get very close and deep and connect when other trees are in the same proximity with the roots of the other tree <coughs> nourishment passes 
in those roots from one tree to another. It's a family of trees, it's a network of trees, it's a friendship of, of trees uh, reaching out. They store the water and it moves up. From the winter time when the leaves of most trees have gone, the water is stored and it moves up through the trunk, through the branches and nourishes the whole tree and then it leaves come, flowers of the tree come. It is the same for us. We are the trees of the earth as well. We can be nourished with love and presence and mindfulness and friendship and we can let the root of the being reach out to the other, to the others, without intruding in their space, being close to, like the roots of the tree in the deep below, close to and connected the forests of the trees, the woods of the trees. Much to be discovered and loved and appreciated here. This is life. As I say, it is not an ordinary event. It is extraordinary. With the reclining posture, finally, and usually on the mattress, sometimes, sometimes welcomed even more than a long-lost friend, a mattress. The probability is the last breath of this life will be taken on a mattress. I liberal to be mindful of the exhalation. I've been with people in horizontal posture and one in particular, the great saint of our monastery, the privilege being with him, armour holding his hand and witnessing, witnessing him fully conscious being in touch with the very last exhalation of his existence. It's a privilege to be close to the dying. Sometimes we're on the, in the horizontal posture. We're just there in the form long, full length of the whole body. For some, rather a lot is a little sad. Getting to sleep isn't easy. The, the channel from the waking state to the deep sleep state for some is a little rocky, a little inhibited. Our mindfulness and meditations cannot say can cure this, but there can be enough rest without any reactivity so that there is a maximization of the allowing of the energies to be harmonized and the agitation about not getting to sleep is of course keeping us awake. Sometimes with that just to be quietly resting the whole being, the sensations of the body in the whole being. 
if you have sleep problems elsewhere at home and, and so forth please 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 experiment experiment means be mindful of what you eat what time you eat the actual what you eat is it spicy food is it gentle food the amount that you eat be mindful of how you spend the last hours of the day what do you drink how do you use your time and energy what direction do you sleep in how hard is your pillow all small little cares and details may in making some changes with some experiment you might find the rhythm from wait to sleep which works for you some of us are asleep centimeters before our heads got to the pillow so tired at the end of the day lying down and can barely remember the head touching the pillow we're gone it's a privilege do make do be mindful of the evening periods in your life and the, how we use the day and sleep may come much more easily sitting walking standing reclining on the notice board you will see some general basic guidelines, instructions there do if you wish take a little time from time to time just to read just as a little reminder for you I think I've covered everything for the morning <laughs> so let's have some uh, sitting time uh, together for the next 15-20 minutes and thank you for listening <laughs>